the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, January the 23rd, 2024, in the year of our Lord. On January 23rd, 1964, the 24th Amendment to the United States Constitution that eliminated the poll tax in federal elections that was ratified by South Dakota became the 38th state to endorse it. Today in 1368... China's Ming Dynasty, it began, it lasted nearly three centuries. Today in 1789, uh, Georgetown University was established in present-day Washington, D.C. Today in 1845, Congress decided all national elections would be held the first Tuesday after the first Monday in November. Today in 1950, the Israeli Knesset approved a resolution affirming Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Many years later, President Donald Trump would underscore that as the United States moved our embassy to the capital, to Jerusalem. Today in 1998, fighting scandal allegations involving Monica Lewinsky, President Bill Clinton, he assured his cabinet during a meeting that he was innocent. And he urged them to just quit thinking about it and concentrate on their jobs. Today in 2020, Chinese state media said the city of Wuhan would be shutting down outbound flights and trains. They were trying to halt the spread of a new virus that had sickened hundreds of people, they said, and killed at least 17. The World Health Organization weighed in, the greatest authority on earth in their minds, And they said the viral illness in China was not a global health emergency. You don't want to believe everything you hear. Self-professed Catholic President Joe Biden, he marked the 51st anniversary of the Supreme Court's now defunct 1973 Roe v. Wade decision by pledging to fight for the supposed right to kill unborn babies via abortion in a statement that he released yesterday and he couldn't stop talking about it. Biden took the opportunity to mourn, no, not the children that are killed, the Supreme Court's 2022 Dobbs decision that overturned Roe's invention of the constitutional right to abortion and sent the issue back to the individual states. He also painted Republicans as dangerous and extreme. These are his words. Dangerous and extreme. Why? For passing laws banning or restricting abortions, and he accused them of putting lives at risk. Now, (laughs) lives at risk? How many millions have they killed in abortion clinics? And he's worried about putting lives at risk? I don't think so. 51 years ago today, he said, the Supreme Court recognized a woman's constitutional right to make deeply personal decisions with their doctor. 
free from the interference of politicians. Then a year and a half ago, the court made the extreme decision to overturn Roe and take away a constitutional right. Even Ruth Bader Ginsburg, kind of the queen of abortion on the Supreme Court for years, she passed away, what was it, last year, a year before. Even she said, and she was all in on abortion, even she said Roe v. Wade was really a bad piece of legislation. She said it was not good, and she said she was concerned that it would someday fall because there is no constitutional right to kill unwanted, unborn babies. It doesn't exist. Our founding fathers would never have put that in the Constitution, and they didn't. But as a result of all of this, tens of millions of women now have live in states, Biden, uh, President Biden says, in states with extreme and dangerous abortion bans because of Republican elected officials. Women's health and lives are at risk, not even acknowledging the tens of millions of unborn lives lost to abortion. He said in states across the country, women are being turned away from emergency rooms, forced to go to court to seek permission for the medical attention they need, and made to travel hundreds of miles for health care. On this day and every day, the President of the United States said, the most powerful office in the world, on this day and every day, Vice President Harris and I are fighting to protect women's reproductive freedom against Republican officials' dangerous, extreme, and out-of-touch agenda. We stand with the vast majority of Americans, he said, who support a woman's right to choose and continue to call on Congress to restore the protections of Roe in federal law once and for all. That's kind of the gauntlet that is being thrown down by the left. The cultural war of our times is not political. It's a proxy war being led by Satan himself against the truth of God's word and the sanctity of life created by God in his image and likeness. Make no mistake, the politicians who work to remove and destroy righteousness and the sanctity of life from our culture are merely the mules. This is not a political war. It is barely a cultural war. It is a spiritual war. And it is against good and evil. And good has already prevailed. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's what we're seeing in America today. Yes, the the left, the so-called progressives, are perpetuating and trying to advance spiritual wickedness in high places. Abortion is murder, pure and simple according to God's law. And God's law was here before any of us arrived, and God's law will be here after we're gone. God's law is the law of the universe, which he created himself, speaking into existence. I got an email yesterday from uh, someone who listens or was listening to the program, and they were very disappointed in me that I said that uh, the I was talking about 
Roe v. Wade, and I was talking about uh, Norma McCorby, who is uh, the Roe, and I mentioned Sandra Kano as the Doe in Doe versus uh, Bolton. But I, I mentioned that they had recanted, especially McCorvey uh, had recanted and said that she she was wrong and she, she wishes she wouldn't have been used in the way that she was to bring about all of this. And this person said, oh, my, you must not, you're not aware of um, the fact that, that the Christians, the, the right, the conservatives gave her money to say those words. And later in her life, she said, no, she didn't mean that at all. Well, I know that's out there. I mean, I know there are people that are saying that, but I, I don't accept that as truth, frankly, not because I don't want to, just because I don't think it's truth. Uh, there's a lot been written about that, and you may have heard some of it yourself. And I thought, well, if this person was uh, concerned about me enough to write to me, I should mention it. And thank you for that. I, I appreciate that. I profoundly disagree with you, but thank you for expressing yourself. That's fine. You don't have to agree with me. Um, I hope you do, but you don't have to. But, um, you know, it, it's it's interesting how that Alan Parker was with the Justice Foundation. He wrote a book, Reversing Roe v. Wade. And in the book, Alan Parker, a lawyer, he documented his 22 years representing Norma McCorvey and, and Cano as well. Um, he didn't say any of that. He didn't see any of that. He didn't see the recanting. He didn't see the money passed from Christians to McCormy, McCorby. So if, you, if you're hearing that, that's pretty unsubstantiated. I mean, maybe the left, the Democrats, maybe President Biden never tells a lie. I mean, maybe what they say is always true. I'm thinking it's not. And I don't believe it because it isn't really, I haven't seen anything in all of my research that confirms that in a way that I can accept it. I'll just be very honest with you about it. There's so much, so much that we don't know about abortion because they use these buzzwords as the president of the United States did yesterday, talking about women's health care and He's, he's fearful that lives are lives are going to be lost uh, through if we if we don't have abortion. I mean, it's like Isaiah said. I mean, they're calling good evil and evil evil good. I mean, they're calling sweet sour and sour sweet and so on. I mean, it's crazy. And the ordinary person out here just stands by, and you see this stuff just coming at you like a like a freight train, and you say, "Well, you know, I, I mean, maybe I mean." A woman, maybe they do have a right. No, they don't. They don't have a right to kill another person. And the baby in the womb is not a part of the woman's body in the sense that it's an individual. The Bible is clear on that. And really, medicine is clear, too. In fact, in some states, if if a pregnant mother is is killed and it kills the baby, the person who did the killing is charged with two murders, not one. So there's just a lot to be known about this. And I, I just wanted to take a few minutes and talk to you about some things. The fate the fate of the unborn now, after Roe v. Wade was flipped, 
The fate of the unborn is now in the hands of every local citizen and church member in every state. Well, Gary, I mean, I don't get involved in politics. You're, you are involved in politics. And as I said, we're not wrestling against the Democrats. We're not even wrestling against Republicans that are moderate or rhino Republicans. We conservatives who stand on biblical principles are standing against a spiritual, a satanic-led effort to overthrow and overturn everything that God stands for, particularly the sanctity of life. He sanctified life when he spoke it into existence. That's the problem that we have. And I think many church members are now waking up to the fact that if they remain silent, they're giving tacit approval to the killing of children, becoming an accessory, an accomplice. Maybe they may even share in God's judgment, and there is judgment for this. Leviticus 20 says any Israelite or any foreigner who sacrifices any of his children to Moloch is to be put to death. That's pretty direct. If the members of the community close their eyes when that man sacrifices one of the children to Molech, I myself will set my face against him and his family and will cut them off. Read Leviticus chapter 20. Proverbs chapter 6 says, The Lord hates hands that shed innocent blood. Babies are the epitome of innocence. Everybody knows that. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19 says, There are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, underscore that, hands that shed innocent blood. Is killing a baby because it's not convenient? Is that, is that not shedding innocent blood? The list continues, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who bears out lies, and a man who stirs up dissension among brothers. I think it'll be a rude awakening for those who think they're holier than thou by not getting involved in when they wake up to find by their silence they're giving their consent to evil. Bonhoeffer spoke of that, and others have as well over the years. But by our silence, we're giving tacit approval to killing children. If we say, well, I'm not going to get involved in politics. I'm not going to go out there and stand at Planned Parenthood. Well, maybe you're not called to stand at Planned Parenthood. But I will tell you, we are responsible to God if we don't take a stand for certain things that are fundamentally an affront to God. And this is. This is not a culture war. This is not the Republicans against the Democrats. This and others, marriage, human sexuality, these issues, that's why I am so strongly committed to doing what we do on the radio. I've been in the ministry my entire life, and it's been a few years. But I feel so strongly about doing this because we are standing by while Rome burns and we're watching, too many of us. And God is not going to deal anything but harshly with that. I don't want to see Christians judged 
And I don't want to be judged personally. And I don't want to see us stand by while millions of children are killed. Oh, I know. Thousands of people marched last Friday in Washington, D.C. Praise God. What are you doing? I wasn't there to march. I couldn't be there, and probably neither could you. But we can do something. I think those who are just waiting for Jesus to come back and rescue us out of this world and by our silence, we're giving tacit approval to killing kids. I know I hear people say all the time, I, I, I just want Jesus to return and get me out of this mess in this world. I know, I, I mean, I understand. I feel that way too sometimes. I mean, who wants to go slogging through this crazy world led by crazy, insane, spiritually defunct people? But we're not called to dismiss ourselves. God will decide that when he takes us to heaven. But we're not to dismiss all of this and just stand by and say, well, I'm, I'm just waiting for the Lord to return. Well, I mean, we all should be, and we should be have a sense of, of an imminent return of Christ. That's biblical. But not at the expense of being who we're supposed to be while we're here on earth. We're supposed to be light and salt. The hand of the Lord reaching out to those in need. And that includes... Babies who can't defend themselves from the evil abortionist and those who enable him or her. That's where we are today. Proverbs 24, verses 11 and 12 says, Rescue those who are unjustly sentenced to death. Don't stand back and let them die. Don't try to disclaim responsibility by saying you don't even know about it. For God who knows all hearts knows yours, and he knows you knew. This is the Living Bible Translation. He knows you knew, and he will reward everyone according to his deeds. The uh, English version words, words it this way. Don't fail to rescue those who are doomed to die. Don't say, I didn't know it. God can read your mind. He watches each of us and knows our thoughts, and God will pay us back for what we do. Those are not my words. Those are God's words. Other translations see if you see say if you see someone on their way to death or in danger of being killed, you must do something to save them. You cannot say it's none of my business. The Lord knows everything and he knows why you do things. He watches you. He will pay you back for what you do. Another version says if you excuse yourself saying, look, we don't know anything about this. Doesn't God, who knows what you are really thinking, understand your motives? Isn't your protector aware of why you aren't protecting the innocent? Will he not repay in kind? That's God's word. That's a paraphrase, but it's God's word. In 2 Kings chapter 21, it says, Manasseh sacrificed his own son in the fire, the Lord said, Manasseh, king of Judah, has committed these detestable sins. Therefore, I'm going to bring such disaster. Manasseh also shed so much innocent blood that he filled Jerusalem from end to end, the Bible says. Second Chronicles chapter 33, verse 33 said, Manasseh 
did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, like unto the abominations of the heathen, whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. I understand that in today's culture, saying these words that are not my words, they're God's words, can be an affront to the left, and the left is in power, and they don't like people who speak out and speak the truth, regardless of how loud or perhaps not so loud their voice may be. If you take a stand for what the Bible says, and that's what the Bible says about the sanctity of life. I know there's a risk. I understand that. I live with that every day. But man, we're looking at eternity. We're looking at the sanctity of life. Little babies born in the image of God because he created mankind. God is a just God, and he will judge a nation which allows the unjust killing of the innocent. Why can't we get that? I hear Christians just getting silent on abortion. If you ask somebody, say, hey, uh, Bill, do you believe in abortion? Well, no, not really. Why did you vote for Joe Biden then? Well, I'm not going to vote for Donald Trump. He's not righteous. Or whatever. Oh, I hear that. So do you. That's the problem. It's not about Trump or Biden. It's about who's in power and what are they doing in regard to God's word. If God does not judge, his silence would be giving consent to the sin. And if God gives consent to sin, he's no longer a just God. He would be denying his just nature. He would be denying himself. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13 says, God cannot deny himself. God deals with individuals. He deals with nations. Individuals are saved by believing that Jesus took the judgment for their sins upon the cross. That's what the gospel is all about. America has been a leading nation of Christian thought and Christian beliefs. We were founded on Christian and biblical Judeo-Christian values and principles. But God judges nations as he judges individuals. But our judgment individually is about the cross. We come to the cross of Jesus Christ and we say, Lord, I believe that you are Jesus Christ. You are God. You became flesh. You dwelt among us. You willingly gave your life. They killed you for my sins. And you rose from the dead on the third day, just as you said you would. I believe that, Lord. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I believe that you can forgive me for eternity. Cleanse me from all of my sins and my unrighteousness. I give you my life. And that's life-changing. But what about nations? Colonel George Mason, he's a founding father from Virginia of America. He said at the Constitutional Convention, that was August 22nd, 1787. He said, as nations cannot be rewarded or punished in the next world, they must be in this world. <laughs> By an inevitable chain of causes and effects. He said, providence punishes national sins by national calamities. This is one of the founders of America. He added that national sins, quote, bring the judgment of heaven on a country. 
He said, when Cain killed Abel, the Lord asked him, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. If the blood of one innocent person, Abel, cries out for judgment, how deafening must be the cry from the blood of 60-plus million innocent unborn babies killed in the United States since 1973. In addition to an estimated 1 billion abortions globally. See how serious this is? I've talked about Margaret Sanger a great deal on this program often. Population of Western countries are declining in part due to abortion and her whole movement that she started out of birth control that became the abortion movement. Margaret Sanger said, this is a quote, and there's much. I've quoted her a lot on this program over the years. But she said, no woman shall have the legal right to bear a child without a permit. That was the basis of her whole approach to life. And there's so much more about Margaret Sanger. And maybe one of these days we'll get to it. But I, I have said more about that than I intended to say today. But I, I just felt impressed to do so. I was going to talk to you a little bit today about the J6 investigation, deleted over 100 encrypted files before the GOP took the House majority. I mean, it's a scandal. It's out there. You're going to hear more about it today. I mean, it's really boiling to the top. I had uh, quite a bit to say about that today, but I, I, I'm obviously not going to get to that. But I did write an article on it. It's at our on our uh, website at Faith and Freedom, Faith A-N-D Freedom. US. I would encourage you to read that. It, it's a overview of a lot of information around this. The J, so-called J6 Select Committee that was investigating the insurrection at the at the uh, Washington D.C. Nancy Pelosi's thing. Really, she had Liz Cheney in there. They're token Republican, uh, quote unquote. Um, but there's a lot there, and there's a lot of stuff being exposed right now about that. And it's going to have a it's going to have a real uh, shock effect on our culture, and I think we should all be concerned and and be informed about it. So I would encourage you to read that article today. It's about a four minute read, and um, just be aware and be informed about what's going on. I I quote a number of different sources, as we always do. So anyway, I would encourage you to take a look at that. I would also encourage you, again, I mentioned it yesterday, we are getting ready to send out our giving statements for last year, uh, for the year. And uh, if you would like to get yours via email, just go to our email, uh, the ministry email, the Faith and Freedom, and go to uh, faithandfreedom.us, or info, I'm sorry, info at faithandfreedom.us, and just ask for that say please send my giving statement by email in our office will we'll take care of that and uh, you'll be covered for that if not you'll get one in the mail thank you so much for being with us today i don't usually i stick close to notes that i write feeling that that's what i'm supposed to talk about but today i just thought i would change it as we're approaching the airtime, and so we did. I hope you'll take this in the spirit that it's given. Abortion is not something that is inconsequential. Not only it is, is it the killing of a child, ultimately it can be the killing of a nation. 
and of individuals who stand by and allow it to happen. Thanks for being with me. Thank you for your support. We'll see you right here tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.